I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Car Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And we have a great episode in store today. We're going to talk about goats. I know that's been on Lou's mind. He's dying to talk about the goat conversation, some card values, where they currently stand. Got to get in a little bit of the national talk. We talked about that last week. Did you book your hotel? Because if not, here we are a week later and they are sold out across the street. Right, so we talked about that. Get into a play of the week, which Jason swears will be the best one yet. And then latest launch with probably the biggest basketball. No, I'm sorry, the biggest basketball release of the year with Prism Basketball. Uh, potentially like one of the more hyped product releases or talked about or conversed about ever? Or am I off base in saying that? Uh, I mean, it's hot now because of where the market is. I still think it would be naive to say it was more hyped. You know, the hype around 1920 prison basketball was there. Obviously, the market wasn't where it's at now, but the hype around that when that came out was pretty was pretty wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, with you know where the market at is at, it's it's definitely going to be a, a fun week. How did the first off the line go? Because I wasn't tuned in at all. It it fell. So my understanding was it sold out very quickly once it hit 2K, which is where the bottom was. Um, but it sold out at 2K. So I had a case in my cart ready to check out and I was not able to complete the purchase. So um, I think trading right now, I think it's about 2400 2500 a box is what I saw some people offering. So um, it's definitely, you know, it sold out at 2K, but there's definitely a lot of interest in it now. So I'm sure it'll be a product that does pretty well. Cool. Can I tell a quick story? Please. Brief story. So I'm flying on uh, Saturday, and there's a there's a big I, I had I, you know my my auction reps I've been I, I've been out the game for a little bit, but I'm on the flight, and there's a big PWCC uh, footy auction going down, and I'm like in the mix. I like to have a stellar or two when I'm in the air, but I'm like all right, I'm trying to get my whole strategy together. I got the airplane Wi-Fi, and I'm paying attention, but man, these things are running. Like, I'm like, okay, I got to plot my moves, plot my maneuvers. And I'm just getting blown out. I'm just getting smoked. I got, I tried for a Lewandowski sticker. And I'm like really flustered. I proceed to take a sip of my Stella to refocus and spill an entire beer on my lap mid-flight. Mid PWCC auction, still juiced up from Car Talk Live, and I went about zero for six, and I just wanted everyone to know that. So you spilled it on yourself and did not win a single auction. Correct. And yeah, I really and I and I and I did nothing. I just sat there with the beer all over me in my lap in a plane seat, Perfect. tight. People are like super upset. Half the you know cabin smells like spilled beer, and I'm just trying to grind auctions, and I lost every single. One of them. Right. Where do you sit on snipers? On eBay? That's the only way to bid. Yeah. 
I was going to say, Ty guy, we might need to get you. Situated. Listen, I told you I had been out the game a little bit. Like, I, with, since we've been going to these shows, it. I just like, haven't a, been buying. This is a all upwards from here, positive conversation. We want to help you acquire the cards you want to acquire. Those are nice because then you just you don't have to do the work. You're like, hey, I want to pay this. It ends on this day. This is the item number. And you're good. And you, you get it for what you want or you lose, right? That's just kind of the name of the game. It's no work, no beer all over your lap. Like, it's a whole thing. It's so great. I know. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't focused. I also get weird energy when I'm on flights sometimes. So I was like, all right, I'm going big. I want to spend money. And I <laughs> lost every... Actually, I would be lying. I then just made like a guilt purchase after. I just yep. like, the worst it. thing ever is when you're like, yo, I'm ready to spend some real cash. And you're yeah. like, I'm going above and beyond my normal amount here. And then you still get punched in the mouth. And then you like weirdly buy something you don't even really want that bad. Yeah. That's the worst. I That's bought, the worst. I bought a card Friday night during breaks. Uh, it was probably one of my n- nicer card purchases in a while. I'm going to bring it on next week when we when we do card talk. Um, but uh, I got a card this weekend. I, I'm with you. I was, I was fired up to get something and... Not my typical play. It's not a footy play, but I think it's something you guys you guys will appreciate. So I love that. I'm, I'm gonna bring it on next week. Um, and yeah, so not only was footy running, I was losing out. I'm upset about it, and I still need to wash every garment of clothes that I flew in. So I just figured I'd share that devastating Saturday evening I had. It happens. But I think we should uh we should at least talk about the last time we were all together, card talk live. What uh thoughts thoughts on that? Because that was a uh, crazy. It was probably the word that comes to mind for me. But it was a uh, certainly an experience to say the least. It was a scene. Um, I I personally so like you know little little background insight for everyone. I you know Tyler did everything. I did <laughs> nothing leading up to this show. Um, I just kind of showed up and was like, hey, it's me. I'm here. <laughs> so credit to Tyler for doing everything. To be super honest, there was a couple people that came on that I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't know this was happening. <laughs> so so that was fun for me. Um, I, I thought it was interesting, like getting different perspectives. That, like that's been the feedback that I see, because a lot of times when we are a little too close to it, so it's hard for us to know what's going to go on and what the reaction is going to be. Uh, but it was cool to see people were like, oh, like I can't believe like someone like McAfee's talking about cards or Lefko's doing his panel. You know what I mean? Like all that stuff where that feedback was, was interesting to see. So I was pumped about it. And we'll see if we have something else coming down. the Yeah. I, I, it came and went like we I it mean, did we come did, and go. it came and went like, and it was a beast. I uh, I'm pumped. I I, I overall. I think well, the main thing that I was happy about is I I got a lot of feedback that said it was amazing if you're super into cards and if you have no interest in cards it was great as well mm-hmm. and um, I think that speaks to a lot of what we're trying to do I think there is also educational inf- information um, entertainment the the pack wars were fun and the banter between y'all was great and um i think it's just the beginning for all things uh all things car talk and more to come more to come for sure yeah that was really my first time you know since i was in the corporate world with with uh working with a team that you know basically does puts this whole thing together and that was it very very uh, it was very well done right so we you know we have a 
group of a couple of us that do this on a weekly basis, but that was really a big time production and it was, I mean, spotless. So really shout out to the production team on that because they did phenomenal work and just always had us, you know, with updates on where we needed to be and what was going on. So that was great, but still have to mention Tyler's one and one in Pack Wars yeah, for thank sure. You. Thank um, you. Just, I mean, it's still, I'm sorry. It has There's to that be big old big Lou Gehrig asterisk on that thing. Yeah, it's, so. you, it's the Lou Gehrig asterisk. That's just like not true. I didn't know we were doing this. That's just not true at all. Like point blank, I won both, Listen, and that's how that will go just down. Just like I, Justin Turner brought up. You if know. Jason would make a shirt that says one and one with an asterisk. I would wear it. That would be the biggest. I would quit this podcast. If a one in one with an asterisk shirt comes out, I'm done with this fucking podcast. Jay, please get that. Oh, movie. now Jay's definitely doing it because he's itching for Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll make a one on one with a Nike <laughs> shirt that only he has or something. Uh, but it was a blast. And, and thank you to everyone that tuned in. Thank you for everyone that was a part. Um, I think we, uh, yeah, we got big things ahead. We got some teas coming out of it, we got some uh, more events coming. We mentioned shows are rocking and rolling. Dallas again in May, national in uh, at the end of uh, July, and there's a sneaky like Vegas thing bubbling up. Um, I don't have an opinion on it yet, but it's a thing. So we'll, we'll have more info. Vegas and cards sounds kind of cool. Yeah, could also be like the ten day card talk world tour. <laughs> For real? I'm, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Speaking of Lou, uh, with the one-on-one, um, Lou, it says you, you told you texted Tyler and I the other day about it, and you brought it up earlier today. So I just let's pick your brain on this. Let's talk about it. So obviously, we've talked about the goat thing before. Where like we, the three of us, agree that like anyone who's like an all-time player is so dramatically underpriced. I was in an Uber going to dinner in New York City on Friday night. And I was just, you know, patrolling eBay as I do because I have no life. The old and patrol. The old patrol, the old see what's going on, little card mm-hmm. ladder, see the price. Quick check in, never heard nobody. Yeah. Right. So I'm looking and I'm looking at Brady, Bowman Chromes, and I'm looking at Mahomes Prisms. And I'm like, help me understand how a Mahomes Prism is $11,000 and a Brady Bowman Chrome is $19,000, right? Like, walk me through how that makes any sense whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I'm going back and I'm thinking about it. And I think this time last year, you can make that argument in, like, the differences in price. Because it's like, Mahomes really has a shot here, blah, 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 blah. That's not the case anymore. Like, that can't happen. Mahomes is not overtaking Brady as an all-time, the all-time greatest quarterback. It's just not going to happen. So, at that point, I can get behind Mahomes at 11 Brady should be at least double, uh, I mean, at least double, tri- like two and a half, at least currently. So um, that's, that was where that came from. Um, I think that's where the biggest discrepancy currency li- currently lies. I was looking at other sports. Baseball is like very much like goats are very much priced appropriately. Um, basketball, it's a little bit different because the population reports are so, so, so out of control right now. In terms of like 2018, 2017, 2019 basketball. So I don't think it's fair to do it with like a LeBron versus a Luka. Um, but 
LeBron is really cheap right now. Lou, for the sake of that conversation, you said yep. LeBron and Luke is not there. What about someone like Trout and Soto? How do those differ considering Trout, best baseball player of this generation, argued by most, sells for, I would assume, a, I mean, a Bum- Bowman Chrome rookie autos a ton, and Soto, who and we don't is even do great with the and already won. Yeah, the like the autos is different because obviously like a, a Trout auto is like ridiculously expensive, 30, 40 grand or whatever for like a base 9.5. I think that's right. Um, but even like the tops update is 4,500 bucks for for a Trout. And I'm pretty sure a Soto is probably around 325, 350, like $325. I'm looking right now. Tops, tops flagship PSA 10 Juan Soto is $326 according to Card Ladder. So uh, a trout is forty five hundred bucks. So I think that's appropriately priced. Personally, is Brady just not loved by people, and that's why that is, or like what is that? Because that doesn't make any sense. To me. Do you think it has something to do with the fact that the whole we we will always argue this that the market now is built on potential, right? You buy Luca for what he's going to be. What LeBron's, you know, gonna finish his career at, what Giannis could be, what all these guys could be. Does Mahomes being could be Brady? Does that like have? I mean, it's but gotta I think have we, something. I think to we do. answered that question already. Like that question's over. We can't get there. There's not going to be nine Super Bowls. If Mahomes wins the next ten Super Bowls in a row, can he catch him? Sure. Not so there's happen. a way. I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm not saying I disagree. Seven Super Bowls is substantial especially if you beat him i'm not arguing that and you can argue they're probably the favorites to win again the bucks their whole offense is back what's different about their team they lost they, they, the whole offense and defense all 22 the starters are back. back like it's crazy. team all 22 starters are back i um what i'm i'm kind of thinking about is like yeah i think the prospecting is still a very it's all fun and games but i think like I also I, I was talking to my dad about the, about this this weekend. Like, eventually, like the time for prospecting is gonna not prospecting, but the time for getting into the really good guys is gonna run out. Brady's gonna retire, and then the cards are gonna shoot up, and he's gonna go to the Hall of Fame. They're gonna shoot up even more, and they're gonna be completely unattainable. Obviously, like twenty thousand dollars is a lot of money. I don't have twenty thousand dollars to spend on a card, but like it, at a certain point, you have like you have to stop playing around, and like you're looking at it in the face, and it's like, all right, time to go. Mm-hmm. I one thing that's on my mind is. People that deploy capital into cards or alternative investments, I believe, are looking for some rate of return that is um, fairly high and volatile, which would lead me to believe that more are coming in and saying, huh, this Mahomes may have more upside in a shorter window based on if he in the next 12 months wins again the impact on what that means for him comparatively to Brady wins another one you know the people that are spending the 18 to 20 thinking okay 10% rate of return you know if he never wins again oh you know year over year could I get that with my you know wealth advisor or whatever like that versus a, a Mahomes or if he wins MVP again such a young age like double up um that that's i'm trying to kind of create my own scenarios of maybe why that that would or could be the case i'm with you i also think i was thinking about that as well over the weekend then i'm like huh if you're someone who's spending 20 grand 
you do come in like there's a lesson in like you come in saying all right i can th- make a higher rate of return but they're all like those type of people are also playing it a lot safer than you and i are like they don't come in spending money on kyler like they're gonna like go buy the brady mm-hmm. or the mahomes and there's a lesson in that there's something to be learned there for people to think about um and it's just been on my mind a lot yeah i think the latest run-up i, I saw was in like f1 Bro, F1 is on fire. On fire. Crazy. I was right? I watched the whole Netflix show and I was like, I'm all in. Like Lewis F1's Hamilton. super sweet. Like, yeah. So if we think F1 is big, this footy market has legs, like I believe. I'm we've waiting never for seen. you. I'm waiting for you to really walk me through it and understand it because I will always be the person who would rather miss something I don't understand. And I just need someone to tell me. Yeah, the whole point. I just need someone to explain it to me. And I need to understand what is going on. Like, I, I, that, I can't agree more. I couldn't agree more with that. I can like, wrap my head around it with other sports because I know it. I just don't know it. So, like, even what's his name? Like, who's the, the dude from the Netherlands? What's his name? Talking about Holland? Yeah, Holland. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, get, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't understand. We, we won't go into it huge here. But what we can and should do, it's been asked of me a lot we've never really done it. it is like and i don't think it's a car talk episode per se i think we do a quick ig live room the three of us record it turn it into content do a little pre-preparation work but like a state of the footy market could be fun kind of convo bring some people on there's other experts people that are deep deeper than i am even we'll do that in the next 10 days i think I mean, look at the soccer market did on like I saw some of the U.S. women's team mm-hmm. once ESPN released that article about Samantha the top. Mewis, yep. Yep, was the top fifty or top yeah? They put or out something. the top fifty women's players in the world. Yeah, I saw that the market had bumped there. Yep, the U.S. just missed qualifying for the Olympics, but it had a nice little like friendly tour. Gio Reyna scored. Pulisic put one in. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait! The U.S. men's team missed qualifying for the Olympics. Like, did not for qualify. the third time in a row. Yeah. Under twenty three, wow, that's terrible. That's so rough. Thank God. And you want me to get into this? What? You want me to get into soccer cards in the U.S.? Yeah, like the boys are like not even out here like competing. Not not only are they not competing, they don't even care to compete. All upsides. They don't even care to compete. They're not even putting out the real players. (laughs) I know that is tough. I agree. Um, But speaking of tough, speaking of tough, a week ago. I said I made an announcement on the Card Talk Pod. I said, "Hey, you should be booking your hotel for the national. There's four hotels across the street, and there's one on the side. It's the Hyatt right next door. Hilton's across the street. Crown Plaza's across the street. And we are not at those tree. hotels, Tyler. Just so you know, right? There's three or four hotels across the street. One next to it. It's like, hey, there's spots left. Book it. I hadn't even booked mine by the time we recorded the episode. I did it later that night." As of this morning, from my understanding, from multiple people I've actually talked to, there are no rooms available. I would love for someone to be able to confirm that. It sounds like Lou already has. But I think Lou and I talked about this earlier, Ty, before you got on. This speaks a lot to shows are back, the Nationals really close, and it is going to be massive. It's going to be crazy. I'm upset. I mean, I don't have a room. I don't have a Dallas yeah, proper you do. room. Oh, Dallas, you don't. Chicago, you do. Chicago, I do, because my guy Lou held it down. But I fairly certain, like seven times, Jay was supposed to book our Dallas rooms, and it just didn't happen. But someone, uh, yeah. two people on this show locked it in. 
one person didn't. Um, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And so I'm the dope. But and my dad's coming. Get fired up to see my dad in Dallas. Wait, I thought you had like, aren't you like best man on yeah, yeah, a wedding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so look, here's the deal. Shout out to Sean. I will be flying in Thursday night. I will be there all day Saturday. I'm taking an 8.30 p.m. Saturday night flight home. And then you got Saturday, Sunday duties. Sunday, I got things to do. Nice. Suit and tie, the whole nine. The whole situation, it's going to be a scene. Nice. Just quick patrolling eBay as your buddy walks up the aisle. If you think I'm paying attention (laughs) at the altar, you're out of your mind. (laughs) Maybe there's a couple other guys you can do a couple deals at the the post game. Um, So, yeah, I mean, definitely there was just the announcement about New York City rolling out the vaccine. We got Vegas potential new card show popping up. Um, I will mention, mm -hmm. I will plug this for a friend. Somebody that I uh, respect in the hobby is having a show May 1st and May 2nd in Miami, and I am working on getting down there. I love Miami. Great city. So would love for you guys to come down and maybe do a little card talk live there. Miami, May 1st, May 2nd. It's a 28,000 square foot room. Summertime cards on Instagram. Anthony, put it on. Good guy. Um, That will be May 1st and May 2nd. So my intention is to be down there for that. Um, So. You guys can fit it in. I would love to. I was actually talking to Anthony on DM. Unfortunately, just like, uh, you know, it's really unfortunate. Um, But I'm going to be in Pinehurst playing golf that weekend. So that's a pretty good deal. I figure we should. But again, you got Dallas. A couple weeks after that, you've got the Miami show. You got the Dallas show. Hey, Ryan, I got a question about shows. Cash. Dealing with cash. Have you ever dealt with, has fake cash ever come across your radar? Knock on wood, no. Do you do anything to protect against it? Slash, have you done large cash deals and thought about it? Oh, it always crosses, you know, it always crosses my mind. Um, You know, in the shop, we have like, you know, one of those pens for the the fake money, uh, fake money, the, the ink, little ink pen thing. I forget what it's called. Um, but yeah, not something I've had as much concern with about that at shows. I'm sure somebody somewheres. Yeah. It's just something that, that crossed my mind. Cause I, you know, I did a couple deals in Dallas. Um, and when I got home, I was like, huh, I never even thought about it, but there's some cash here and I don't know someone could slip a couple fakes in there. Then this, these are the things that went to my head. Know who you're doing deals with, and or at least get their kind of contact or, or do a little bit of diligence, even if it's not kind of on the surface. Like, does the person have an Instagram? Kind of be able to protect a little bit in that way, even though maybe they aren't as interested. And then the other one is if you are going to be doing deals that involve a large amount of cash, maybe you come with one of the markers. I'm just kind of putting that out there as these shows are coming up. And as someone that just went through it and then got home and was like, I could very easily have gotten burned. Yeah. Badly. Because I, I have no idea really who the person was. Well, like, I, I have no idea who I did that deal with. Because I was in it. I was like, ah, this is... Blah, blah, blah. You know? And then it's like, I get home. I was like, ooh, probably should have thought about that one. So it was just a thought that went through my mind is... A lot of people may listen to this, go to a couple of shows, do some deals as a first time thing. Something to think about. 
All right, so time to get into play of the week. Again, play of the week is brought to you by eBay, your number one stop for all things cards and collectibles. All right, so again, if you're new here, play of the week. This is where Jason, one of our uh, producers, takes submissions for play of the week where you sell something on eBay, submit it to us via Instagram or Twitter, and Lou, Tyler, and I get to pick a winner without seeing any of these beforehand. So um, we've done this for five or six times at this point, had some great ones. But Jason, like I mentioned earlier, swears that this will be the best one yet, and he's not sure how we will pick a winner. So we shall see. But let's get into the first one. JP85, this is from Jason, said, started looking at different or started looking at off-brand slabs of superstar rookie cards and snagged this Russell Wilson for 30 and just flipped it for 210. I initially wanted to crack it and send a PSA, but with the backlog and the new prices, I decided just to list it as is. 30 bucks to 210, that's pretty good. Now, yeah, J. Pete, I feel like J. Pete is like cutting Jay checks back door because he's now made it on make a play a couple times, but um, they definitely know each other. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I, Let's not look at Jay's Venmo receipts because he might be out of a job. But um, have we like has Russell has this card run up across all grades? I'll check. He bought it November thirtieth, so in the middle of last season for thirty, and Russ was having a good campaign. Kind of fell off towards the end. Kind of fell off towards the end, which is a little bit Novemberish. GMA regrade to PSA. Throw the regrade to PSA. He did in himself. I think he did. Yeah. This I'm not the biggest seems, fan of that title. Just, if I'm being frank. Let's. I'm not either. So let's be very transparent here. If you go on eBay, there are multiple Russell Wilsons from. Let's see, a GMA Russell Wilson, ten, just like this one, sold two days ago for ninety five dollars. So something weird's going on here. So this seems like it again, not a JP thing, but this uh, this is concerning. I just want you know. Hopefully it works out for him. Hopefully it's not returned or anything. There's no issues like that. But um, I mean, you can buy a, a, a BGS nine five to three twenty or best offer. It's also PSA a little bit of a different to card too. It's like the uh, it's like a different style. Yeah, retro. So that's something to consider as well. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, no. The title doesn't, the title do, it doesn't do it for me. I, I can't be a proponent of listing slabs and saying it's a regrade to PSA. Look, Jay Pete's a former winner. Maybe we got a little recency bias from Jay Copel, but what we do around us here is we mm-hmm. try to educate, we try to give people the looks. I think over time, it's not the, the prettiest game to play. Um, what do we got? The new discovery? I just literally sold a Russell Wilson. As we're talking about Russell Wilson, a Russell Wilson auto literally just got clicked on my website. So something <laughs> might be up with Russell Wilson that something we don't know about. I would also say the single most annoying thing when searching on eBay or wherever else is when you're searching PSA 10 and you see some other company and it's like regrade PSA. That's the worst. Just putting that out there, JP. Not going to win play of the week. Jay. Tough start to your most epic play of the week. Yeah, ever. Yeah, um, quick, quick pause. J- uh, Ryan mentioned a little bit. Jason made it sound like there might be like a couple houses being purchased based on these flips. So 
We'll see how it goes. And, and he starts off with a GMA 10 regrade to PSA flip. <laughs> Interesting, but respect. But Don't worry, the best is ahead. Okay, let's go. Keep going. One thing I wanted to make a note of, though, I think in the past week, eBay removed the ability to put question marks in um, listing titles. And it's not in this title. It just yep. says regrade. Just random aside. Because it's count, it was going after like the PSA ten question mark question PSA ten question mark, you know, and so yeah, PSA ten. Um, this feels like PSA ten question mark at Jace. So yeah, not about it. Next, you're you're into a Jace recently. I've noticed. Yeah, I'm a big recently. Yeah, you really yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Just because people stop saying it, so it's like, a Jace is great. Thing. I love a yeah. Jace. All right, so this is from Played Again Cards. This is my play of the week. I bought a lot of packs for $15. One of the packs was a 1996 Edge Basketball Rookies pack. I pulled I, I pulled the rare die-cut Lower Marion Kobe rookie. Comps recently sold for three k on eBay for a PSA 10. So I'll say this. To jump to the instant PSA 10 price is tough, especially for die-cuts, which are historically very, very hard to grade. Yep, aligned. Let's do a little diligence here. Ryan has it. Talk to us, Ryan. Last raw sale was 120 or best offer. A seven did 127. Okay. A PSA nine did 212. Um, another raw sale at 117. Another raw sale at 80, uh, 152. So there's, uh, I have a couple thoughts on this play initially, right? First thing, buying random packs. Assuming the 1996 edges and in that pack, what'd you, what'd you get out of there? Right? So like, it's kind of a bold strategy to buy random assorted packs as kind of a play. And then I also, again, I'm aligned with you guys. We cannot assume anything is a cannot, 10. Especially that is in na- 90s. That is naive to say. Especially die cuts. Yeah. Correct. You know, that stuff's 25 years old. You know, that there's not very many 10s of those, I'm assuming. It's a die cut card. The 10 sell for what they sell for because they're hard to get. It. PSA 9 just did $212. There's a reason a 10 has a comp near 3K because they're not easily obtainable. It's going to cost you $180 to get it back in five, six, seven, eight weeks, right? Like you're going to spend a lot of money and hope for a 10. I'm just, I'm, I'm not aligned there. I think is we, we bought some packs for 15. We got a good card. We're going to sell it for 100, 120. Love that. That, that is, you know, it worked out this time. I'm not sure. And we're having fun. Out. We're buying old packs when we were yeah. kids. We're ripping. The boys. I'm yep. all in on that. But you can't jump to the instant PSA 10 price. Agreed. Especially where I see it. I mean, even just looking at it, if you just kind of just squint the eyes a little bit, it feels like there's some whiteness on that right side. Mm-hmm. But what I was going to say, again, using this moment for a little, you know, knowledge is the last one was you don't necessarily want to be the guy that's selling, you know, regraded PSA 10 in the title. Someone in a, a chat mentioned to me the other day, die cut PSA 10s in general are a play. And I, because they're, they're, as, they're as hard yeah, as, as they are. Yeah. Just like as an overall like strategy thesis in general, die cut PSA 10s have strong value because of the difficulty to grade. And I, I thought. I I think it's great. I Makes love when sense. people just have random theses and kind of play them out, and then you see this, and then you see the comp between the nine and the ten. Makes sense. I'm currently cornering the market on all things Mark Sanchez die cut. Next. All right, this one is from here. MJA we go, Jay. Three four one five. It says bought August bought August for one forty nine 
and sold March 14th for 1700 Sold was buy it now. Buy it now best offer actually, I think, had it listed for 1800 and accepted at 1700 So he bought a James Harden rookie card, Bowman. It's the, looks like the, out of 2009, the numbered one, PSA 9, paid 149 for it and sold it for $1,700. Is it, So is that 48? Is that similar to like the other one? It's just a It's the a 48 Bowman design. It's a variant, That year, right? yeah, I think I'm looking at it. That year, I think they did different types of, yeah. So it makes sense to me. I, I love the play. It feels like my man went alternate, you know, lower pop. Again, if you searching if you if you believe in an individual harden what have you as these markets to continue to mature people are looking to make plays and if you find something a little bit off the beaten path and trust in it i believe there's a lot of rewards similar to this i think we're seeing it in the lebron market right now i think the reason that yeah harden's definitely going crazy um but the reason i think you've seen the lebron tops chrome come down is because a lot of people are going wider into his other products. I think you're going to see it in Steph Curry. I think you're going to see it in Harden. I think you're seeing it in Durant. I think a lot of these guys, um, people are chasing and trying to find something others aren't thinking about. Feels like that's what we come across here. I respect it, Matthew. And, yeah, uh, this is a great that's job. A play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to argue with this, right? I mean, you bought it for one forty nine. You sold it six eight months later for seventeen hundred dollars. And by the way, and you can see the rationalization, right? Like Harden on the Rockets, blah blah blah. It was, if I don't, if I remember correctly, it was kind of clear that he was a little bit unhappy mm-hmm. last year. So, like, you're making the buys, you're making the play, and then, hey, I'm gonna make a trade. In a different scenario, you can't do it now. But like, with if you were buying Deshaun four months ago in anticip or two months ago in anticipation of a trade, like that's the kind of like that type of stuff makes sense typically. Bowman, great brand. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times these guys become more relevant when trades happen, right? Relevancy matters. We talk about that all the time. So you get traded. Hope springs yep. eternal. So like this one, Jay. All right, next one is Sam's. Stuff. Oh my God, there's no way this just happened. What? It says, talk to, it says, hey, talked about the Olympics on Card Talk Live last week, and they went to the LCS on Saturday. Bought a lot of 2016 Simone Biles card. Oh, this yeah. is Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says base, 11 of them at $1.25, bronze, 7 of them at $1.50, silver, 4 of them at $1.85, and gold, 1 at $2.50. It's total for $34.15. This just sold one base for $41.99 to hedge the cost of the lot. Furthermore, an eBay listing, not mine, of two silvers, just went for $261 on bids. Now, the cheapest gold listed is for $500. The cheapest silver is $149. The cheapest bronze is $58. Debating on selling some more now or waiting closer to the Olympics, but also really hard to, really hard to turn down crazy ROI. Must think more on what I could put profit towards before I make a decision. This is my move. In on this. In on this 100%. This is great. Let me tell you why I just freaked out. I could show you guys my search history from earlier today. I was looking at buying Simone Biles cards, and I was trying to figure out which ones were the ones. SI for kids or this one. This is I'm this is what, out. the tops, the 2016 tops. Oh yeah, 2016 tops. This is great. A lot of a lot of things happening here. One shout out Sam. Shout out women in the hobby. Sam, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you again for submitting a play, and in general for being you. I think the the first thing I noticed is went to the local card shop on Saturday. 
a lot of action to be had in my guess said that these were in a bin somewhere a box that this said local card shop put together probably many months ago yep and because that they're busy and their business is booming and they probably have a little online thing or this you just can't get to everything Someone came into my shop this weekend, was going through dollar boxes and the stack of baseball stuff they pulled out. I'm like, hey, man, props to you. That's what I said. I said Do you get nervous? Do they you crush you? Crush. Do you get nervous? I mean, somebody I found three that. Kyle Lewis rookies in a quarter box. No way. Somebody found way. a Torkelson rookie from like uh, some Panini product in a dollar box. There was like Kyle Lewis, this is Jordan. Huge. Yeah, it's like, again, Tyler's point is exactly that. Like, I don't have time to sit yeah. and like pay employees to look or for me to sit down and like, hey, I'm going to go through my own dollar boxes and reprice everything. There's right? certain you put things it out. you just have to admit, you just have to say, you know what? That's part of the game. Part of the game, right? The thought is always, it's it's why I don't stress too much about if there's a good deal out there. The thought is when it goes out, you're pricing it to make money when it goes out. So if, it, if you price it at 10 and you bought it for five and it goes to 50, you didn't lose money. You might have missed out on money, but you can't price everything every yeah. single day. There's not enough time. So don't stress something like that. I tell people all the time, I don't, I can't get to the dollar boxes or the quarter boxes. If you go through there, there are definitely deals in there. You, you got to be willing to look. And yeah, this, this is, I love this play. And it takes a little bit of work, but th- this is such an important thing to me. This is like one of the more fun conversations every time it, it comes up because I know what it's done for me. Because I think pre, you know, doing anything in cards as a shop owner and one, Ryan is probably a preeminent local card shop owner in the country. And he just mentioned himself that you can walk into his, sh- his shop today and find something that might win, make a play. What that means is that he's probably in the top 10% of like not being able to do that. So imagine what other local card shops have action wise second the notion of running a business selling something that you know you're giving up more profits on and being okay with it is a a a very tough thing to learn and be okay with because it's the ultimate kind of good guy behavior in a world where someone you don't have to Someone can come up and say, this was the price. And you can be like, I changed my mind. I'm not selling it to you anymore. And I think that most individuals that come into something like business would have that mindset. I know card stores that do not price single cards mm-hmm. because the prices change every day. That's not a bad idea. They say, hey, the prices change every single day. We're not going to price a single thing. You ask and we'll look every single card up as you ask. But do you... And I, I, I'm setting you up for this one. Do you feel that y- your brand, you as a seller, your happiness and all that goes up when you sell something to someone that you made profit on and you know that they now have the ability to make more profit on as well? Even though there's an ounce, maybe a quick second of you that says like, ah, oh, shit, could have made more there. But then you let it go. I respect, again... I was that person at some point going into someone's card store. I enjoyed that, right? Like, I think the part where, like, uh, that, like, I speak so much of this is went to the LCS on Saturday. Not many people are going to the card shop on Saturday and grinding out hours in a quarter and dollar boxes. Like, a lot of people want to go on eBay, 
find a deal for 500 and flip it for 10K, but that's not real, Mm -hmm. right? Like that doesn't happen. So to be able to go to a card store on a Saturday afternoon when your friends are going out to lunch and going to grab mimosas and chilling, right? Like I'm giving Sam some love here on the mimosas. But like, (laughs) like, let's just be (laughs) honest. It's so real. And like, this is what I'm always trying to preach is like, Mm -hmm. this can happen if you're willing to put in the grind on this. And I, a hundred percent i'm picking this i don't care who else i see um jay says the next play is fire this this is my winner this is everything i live for yeah i'm so upset that this just happened because all i want is a simone biles as of you know like four hours ago so i'm really taken aback by this play Uh, yeah i'm just uh stuck on this notion because this is my story in dallas i have a and i'm a I'm an Mbappe stan. I love Mbappe. If I personally collect anything, it's Mbappe cards. Kabooms are amazing. I had a Kaboom 9-5 Mbappe in Dallas. And I had it in my case, and I put a price on it that was, I would imagine at the time, the highest that that card had ever sold for. And I knew in my gut that I, I was selling it because I wanted the reps, the cash flow, and there was other plays I wanted to make while I was there. And I have a lot of Mbappe stuff. And every time someone wanted it, someone wanted it, someone wanted it. And it's always negotiate off of the price. And I said, nope, I'm not. This is my price. This is what it is. And there's someone that worked. Literally, we first talked on Friday and they grinded and they bought it for me on Saturday at that price. BGS 95, I sold it for $4,800. That person grinded for that card. PSA 9 on Saturday sold that PWCC for $7,000. And I'm happy as shit for that dude. There's the littlest bit of me that I'm fighting back against of like, Tyler, you suck. You're an idiot. You could have made more money. But then there's much more overwhelming of like, I'm going to have a relationship with that person for a long period of time. If he wants to sell it, boom, amazing. And when he does make that money, my thought is he's going to have good vibes towards me, towards car talk and everything. And that was that decision. And I sold it damn well knowing that it was only going up. And I think we overlooked, uh, you know, that gets missed a lot, right? Like looking back, it it doesn't do you any good. I think if you really think about it, everything you sell, you should want to go up. You Mm -hmm. should want it to increase in value. That tells you the market, right? It's hot because even if you, if you didn't make a hundred percent of your money on that, you've still won because the market's on fire and you're a big player in the market. Right. So while you didn't get all your value on that, if you've got a bunch of Mbappe, you're sitting pretty because everything else you have just appreciated. Yeah. Like if you if you want to be the person who's selling their cards at the top of the market and it'll never sell for higher ever again, you're kind of an asshole. Facts like uh, that's how I feel. I I read an article last night and something I'm really about to get into is like learning some basic economy like uh, economics. And in order for there to be winners, like the winners have to. You want other people to win off your back. <laughs> like everybody eats. Eat. And and you can't just have this mentality of like, I'm gonna make money off of everyone else because if no one else is making money, you ain't making anything. If everybody lost money, there'd be nobody to buy anything. It's the dumbest it's it's impossible to time and it's a bad I it's a bad thing to want anyway. But we're conditioned we a bit on. to like not be the case. For it to be no, I made a hundred percent of the profits. You are going to lose. It's so but wrong. I, I love this play. It's, love, yeah. it's love a big huge play. play. Me too. I love this play as well. We're just becoming right. Sam's 
fan club. Oh, interesting. All right, so play of the week submission. This oh, is from boy. Bleecker Street Cards. It says, insane deal, I think. I watched your live yesterday, and you had a guy on who mentioned Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, L-O-B, Blue Eyes, White Dragon. Lou, what's L-O-B? Legend of Blue Eyes is the initial. It's like Pokemon game for Yu-Gi-Oh. Cool. I used to love that. So searched for first edition Blue Eyes on eBay, PWCs, sold a few PSA 9s a month ago for about 15K, and there was one ending at like 2 a.m. last night. That was bid to 2.5K. So I threw a 5K bid on it, went to sleep, ended up winning it. And now I'm like, did I just get the deal of the year? Struggling to figure out that this card went un- how this card went unnoticed. Literally selling for less than PSA 7s and one third of its SMR value. All I can think is that the guy forgot to put PSA in the title. So maybe it didn't get picked up by save search alerts. Anyways, I'm pumped to add it to the collection. And we're considering it flipping at Dallas in May. Lou? Yeah, I mean, this guy just like, I'm, I'm confused. Is this is this everything like it should be? Yeah. Like what should this sell for? I mean February 24th one sold for 15,000. I'm awestruck currently. There's something this would happen to me with with my Yu-Gi-Oh thing. I bought something for outrageously cheap as well. Um and it was much lower than all the other comps when I bought it. So I'm a little confused, but that is like so Blue Eyes White Dragon LOB is the one. There's some people will say the starter deck is is better, blah blah blah. But I would consider LOB to be the main thing that the when they first came out in the U.S. uh, the first thing that came out in the U.S. and like that was the one. So that's a first edition Blue Eyes White Dragon for sure. Unless everyone here is missing something. Yeah, the only thing that could potentially be the case is like we don't have a back image, and maybe the image. But it's a nine. So, Lou, there's yeah. one on eBay right now up for. Wait, maybe this is what, what I was going to no, say. Is it Asian? Is it yeah. Asian? There's the Asian no, English that gets confusing edition. a little bit. It's not first edition. Yeah. The other one that's live right now, I see, is listed for 18.5. Yeah, I see that one. And then, 20, and then 25. Yeah, what I was just going to say is that um, maybe the, yeah. it was listed wrong. Or maybe it was graded wrong and it's not. First edition, what what marks? You can see it's under. You can I first, see, edition. see first edition. You can it's see right first edition. It's not yeah, Spanish. It's right underneath so on it's the not an international wow. copy. It, I mean, it's as clear as day. This is a PSA nine. This is a steal. This is a massive wow. steal. And this is a huge card. To, for people who aren't super dialed in, this is like buying a first edition Charizard PSA nine for like a third That's of market like. value. For a third of market, yeah, it'd be like buying a PSA nine for for ten grand right now. Yeah, here it is, thirty five fifty. Um, okay, so the guy that sold it had 107 feedback. Yeah, no other items for sale right now. No other items for sale, and he sold some cards before. One of them was a complete Japanese fossil set, 48, 48 cards, and then a Dragonite first edition fossil for one. Did this guy ship it? I wonder if I'm going to try to DM this person as we're talking to see if he actually shipped it or not. It sold on 325. Oh, so it's been a well. He should have shipped it by now. Four days. That's a play. Um, that's a play. All things considered, based on everything that I know about Yu-Gi-Oh, which is a little bit, but not the most, that's an unbelievable play. 2 a.m., the auction finished, mm-hmm. and he didn't put PSA. Maybe that's, maybe that's right. Right. I think that's possible. It didn't say PSA, so it didn't show up. So no I'm telling you, most it. people are definitely putting PSA in the title. That's one of the first things you would put. Right, I mean, right. even if you did put the grade, you would still put PSA in the title. I mean, besides 
literally blue blue eyes white dragon you'd put psa in the title over anything else yeah there's so many things in my mind of like 32 bits so like it seems too good to be yeah, true. Like it scares me. Um, you know, but even thirty-two bids. This happened to me. To be fair, to be clear, this happened to me on a smaller scale. I got a Gaia for a hundred bucks, and that's like a that's like a fifteen hundred dollar card. That's a good job by you. So it sounds like there's plays to be made based on lack of information and knowledge and education. What also another thing is in my mind is when there's multiple people that may think something is too good to be true, how confident are you? Because 32 bids, again, that might be only a couple people. But if you think about snipers and whatnot, a bunch of people probably thought this might be too good to be true and, and just said 3,000 or 3,200 is my max. And how if you're confident, what like, like my man was. Jay, is that... Is that the last one, Jason? I think that's five. Yeah, right? it's hard. I mean, I thought we were literally about to become the Sam Stuff fan club. I'm taken aback. But this by is this. a this is a curveball. I am one. This is awesome. Yeah, love the play because I talk about that. I've talked about this before with some to shop with, you know, searching for different things, searching at odd times. Right. I think there's a lot here. Um, the the hardened play is patience right buying something you think is underpriced sitting on it for a couple of months cashing in when uh w- when the time's right there, these are this is this is the best ones for sure jason was definitely right these, these are the these are the best ones um there's no question in my mind i'm picking sam though that play is just again going on a saturday looking up cards grinding it out selling something to hedge your bet like i love the idea of this i would uh Sam, I'll be honest, I'm one where I'm going to cash in a little bit more mm-hmm. on this. I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to keep maybe I would sell a few bronzes. I'm going to keep yeah, I'm going to I'm going to keep the gold, I'm going to keep a silver, I'm going to keep a bronze, and I'm going to keep a base, and I'm going to sell everything else and I'm going to make 500 plus dollars and I'm going to put $500 into dollar boxes in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do the same thing in Dallas and I'm going to sit on the Simone Biles and then when they reach, you know, a thousand dollars for all of them, or fifteen hundred. I'd be throwing them in subs right now. No, you could. There's no pop. Trust me, I've looked. There's no pop on these. But I would cash in on a lot of these, make a lot of money, and I would just reinvest it. Right, turn five hundred into a thousand, a thousand into thousand twelve, into twelve into fifteen, fifteen into two, and you started with thirty four dollars. This is a major head start when you know to get a lot of capital. I'm all for this play. Props for going on a Saturday and, and, and chilling. This is this is my winner. Boom. Hello? I got to go with... I got to go with the Yu-Gi-Oh! play. Because the upside on this is just too high. Yeah. If if this card ships, if it's legit, and it all is proper, this is the winner. The upside on this card is just way too high compared to everything else here. And I love Sam. Yeah, and I, I love Simone Biles. I, I was... As yeah. you saw my reaction, I was so crazy i am going to as well follow my dear friend lou and bleaker street cards as one play of the week because i respect his conviction because i have weird feelings even saying it that there's going to be an aha moment but until the aha moment arises i just because if this happened just imagine what else is out there wrong listing this that the other thing and it takes work and then it takes being 
convicted and taking the risk and all that. And so I respect it. Bleaker Street cards, good work. Not to be confused with Bleaker Street trading. All right, so that is all we got for Play of the Week. Again, Play of the Week is brought to you by eBay, your number one spot for all things cards and collectibles. All right, so before we wrap it up here, we've got upcoming releases, definitive baseball, Lumber Kings baseball from Leaf, couple things. But the most important one, which we've got to mention, is present basketball, right? Pre-selling online for most of the big big websites for about 2500 per box. There hasn't been a Prism Basketball hobby released since December of 2019 when Zion was a rookie. Um, this is wow, the, December 2019. That huh? was I was in uh, Can or I was in New England that weekend. We went to Boston with my parents for uh, Chiefs Patriots when we went on the field and saw got to on the field see the Patriots in Boston. It was it was awesome. That was the opening weekend for Prism Basketball. That's how I remember this, and that was December of 2019. I think it was the seventh. And that was the last time it came out because COVID pushed everything back, right? Start of the season that delayed all the products on Panini. And here we are in March of 2021. And it's been 14 months since the last Prison Basketball product. Just for some perspective, I'm fairly confident Prison Basketball on my shelf on opening weekend was $440 a box. And again, it's currently being sold online for about $2,500 a box. I think that speaks a lot to where we are as a, as a hobby. Compared to over a year ago today. Where my head just went was, and what, what I've been thinking about in soccer recently is, I've been so close to it. It's been a couple of years, but it just now feels like people are starting to understand soccer, the runway of World Cup, next 18 months, Euro Cup, Premier League, everything, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, okay, there's real action to be had here. What, it, what I think that prism price is, okay, Breaking changed the game. These these are priced for for breaking and gambling, right? And and these are priced as a product to gamble because what and, and this is where I'm taking this is these are more or less bought fractionally with a chance to win to pull a hit. These aren't now necessarily being priced as a fun Friday night father son to pop open. They're being priced as you might buy a slot and spin the roulette wheel. What then I say is, okay, Rally, Otis, all these companies on the fractional side of things, of the of slabs and high-end cards, when that plays out, which we've discussed, you're going to start seeing head-scratching price numbers because the sheer power of a thousand people putting a hundred twenty dollars into something versus a hundred people trying to buy said card and own the whole thing. That's just where my head went on that that pricing, and I'm like, oh, I think it's that much and can be sustainable ish because there's that many breakers and that many people that on a Friday night just want to buy slots. Yeah, the, this this I agree with Lou. Is like, you know, where, where's the market gone? This this tells you that breakers run run cards right this is where these prices come from because you know you're you want to chill on a friday night like it's it's gonna happen and you know somebody's gonna pull the mellow ball prism gold out of 10 and it's gonna sell for 22 25 000. and so we're gonna be talking about it Lamelo ball at fractured wrist and you know second year zion prism gold what's that gonna sell for 20k 
25k 40k i have no idea right Man, like these are gonna be it. massive cards right like it, you know we're not talking about donris we're not talking about absolute we're not this talking is the real shit this, this is the product right like luca psa 10 second year base card sell for what 200 bucks you yep. don't think people are going to be great in john zion and you know all lamello and lebron lakers and Giannis and it's nets it, it is this is what people want for basketball this product will do well regardless if you're you know you're going to go in and uh, break it yourself breakers are going to break it like crazy and it's i'm, I'm going to sit here today and say that the price of prison basketball will be higher i think yeah. significantly higher a month from now than it is aligned right Hundred percent. I was just—it was just crazy. I was thinking about like the moment. I remember like last December, January, people talking about like 2019 prison basketball, and it was like the craziest thing of all time. And the prices were so bananas. I've told—I told you guys this story before, but in January 15th of 2020, I had a buddy ask me, "He's like, hey, I need a case of product to hold. I'm looking for something that I can invest in." And I was like, "Hey, Prism 19 basketball with Zion is 600 a buck. It's uh 600 a box on blowout." No, 500 bucks a box, 500 bucks a box. It was 6,000 a case. It was 599, uh, 59.95. And I was like, hey, buy this. 1819 with Luca is about 8,200. I said, this is your buy. At the National, it'll sell for $8,000. You'll make a couple bucks. He's like, oh, you know, maybe, not sure. I'm, I'm going to wait. I bought it. I'm like, you know what? I talked myself into this. I'm going to buy it. Still have it. I don't know where they're at now, but. Last case ended at 37K. There you go. You got it for how much? They got as high as. 5995 6 good work Unbelievable. good work for you so uh, just again we talk about it prisms what people are going to want you know it, it's it's hard and to I say and i don't see breaking you... slowing down like at all it's like really fun no. <laughs> at all nope. i go on loop all the time and people are like well what if it gets to 5000 you know i'm not saying it's going to get to 5000 let's say 3000 a box you know are people still going to break it i just look at it like maybe a year from now if uh, I think one people are going to hold it. People like sealed product. It's it's a, it's a good investment. I think I'm I'm very big into sealed product. But you know you can fill older wax that has shots at bigger cards in it. For a lot of people out there would spend a hundred dollars or three hundred or five hundred dollars to get in a box of o three o four product like Chase LeBron. Think about what happens like, when so, a Mega Millions runs up and all of a sudden everyone talks about it and is like. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not winning, but I just picked up five of them for my buddies at yeah, work. Like, yeah. like, it always happens. Yeah. Spend a hundred bucks yeah, on lottery like, tickets for some reason. Right. Don't know, the, don't know why. But no, I wasn't winning anything, this, but that was you fun. You get something tangible here. Yeah, you get something tangible. You get a team in a box or case break. I just breaking is where the market's at right now. This is. I can't wait to talk about it next week because Prism's going to have a a good week, I believe. Hell yeah! Well, Ryan, I know you got to run. You want to put a bow on it? I think that was a strong, fun ending, and uh, it'll be it'll be fun for us to keep track of of what that product does. I think that's all I got, Lou. Any closing thoughts on your end? Fire it up. Cool. See you guys next week. Peace. Later. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen, and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com, and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.